Welcome, dirty peasants, to episode 84 of Wartwood Gazette, the Amphibia podcast. I'm your host, Lombaticon, and joining me today, we have Nick. Hey, everybody. So this week, uh, this week's topic is going to be three tips for season one discussion. So this and the next two recordings are going to be kind of like couple of like ideas Nick and I ha- Nick and I had just about what we've seen how we see amphibia discussed online and maybe whoever's listening to this can hopefully like use the ideas we have to kind of strengthen your arguments and analysis hopefully so news this week, it's we're recording on October 10th, sorry, October 6th. This will probably come out mid-October, but tomorrow we're going to get some sort of, I think, broken karaoke thing from Disney TV, uh, TV animation with Darcy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, okay, that's been so fun. Oh no no you're right you're right yeah we're gonna get like a little song with Darcy and we're and um I think Matt he also teased that there might be another person joining in Darcy um and I think everyone me included has her fingers crossed that's going to be Andrews right there's a whole thing about Matt regretting Andrews not getting a scene moment so th- this could be it yeah because f- for those of you who don't know like. Andrews's voice actor Keith David is actually a really good singer as well. Like he he sang a song in uh, Princess and the Frog where he voiced Doctor. How do you say his name, Doctor Facility? Ooh. Yeah, it was like Facility something. God, honestly. But yeah, like fingers but, crossed. Yeah, basically, basically, the villain in the Prince of the, yeah, basically the villain in the Prince of the Frog. But yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, such a good. Film. So I remember, I remember Matt mentioning, I remember Matt mentioning that like, like it's just so funny because apparently sometimes Keith David would just be singing in the booth, and he's and he described it as like this majestic, soul touching song that he was singing. So it's like you can only imagine maybe just energy. I don't know, like I, I could totally just imagine Andrew singing like maybe not like you know like a whole Disney villain song, but just like. Yeah, definitely. I don't know, humming something to himself or something, just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of stuff. So I guess we can get into our our points for today. We we just kind of limited it to three points. Keep this recording kind of short compared to our past ones. We're experimenting. Yes. We're experimenting with our our schedules <laughs> <laughs> but i think just to like lay out what we're going to cover our first point is kind of, is be honest with critique with your critiques second point this is not a slow burn third point don't say filler so starting with the first point be honest with your critiques uh nick do you mind kind of getting us into the point yeah sure yeah so 
being honest with your critiques, like this is mostly just, so this is just mostly about how media analysis should be approached in general, right? Like you need, when it comes to really breaking, because I, th I think this is just like a, I, I can go on a huge tangent about this, but I do think like when it comes to film and TV, I do believe that people have this weird notion of only seeing things for their perspective and not and just ignoring the fact that film tv they can be complex arts just like books or paintings i, I do think that people should yeah i do think that people should follow you yeah a very simple process and John, yeah this sounds so arrogant but we all learn this in our english like classes break down things by intent and then the actual ex execution because you can't really approach storytelling with like a simple like a simple mindset of i like it when things do this and i and i dislike it when things do that right you can't do that you can't do that you you can't base things entirely off of your own reality you need to accept that there are like billions of people on this planet right so intent and execution right and if i'm going specifically into amphibia a big problem that i see is that with the show you have people who want amphibia to be like this lore heavy super fast moving plot heavy show when it's just supposed to be this simple slice of life nearly mundane episodic Right? Like you need to, right? Yeah, I'm being sure to set it. I'm being sure to set it in a sitcom. Like you could compare it to a sitcom, right? Like those are its intentions. And I'm not saying like, okay, you have to like that. But I do think, for you not, for you not to sound like you're just like hand waving the show away. Like I do think you should at least break it down from its own point of view, so your take sounds valuable, right? So it doesn't just sound, so it doesn't just feel like something that's a part of like the so it doesn't so it doesn't feel like something you just came up with in five seconds right you want this to be you want to approach a video like any other piece of art you want that's how i feel all right thank you nick like so when you said kind of when you approach this with intent so say if i maybe i just came off a really like serialized show and I'm going to Amphibia. And maybe, and maybe I'm, I already know ahead of time, like this is a more like episodic show. What should I kind of, what would you do if someone said like, oh, I didn't, I'm waiting for the story to start. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I think a very simple thing is, again, yeah, because I think, so I'll say this, if Amphibia didn't have a story, I feel like I would agree that this is a genuinely foreign show, but no, like, it's just a different kind of story than a basic idea of like, okay, look how drastically the location changed, uh, maybe this character lost his arm, maybe this character, I don't know, maybe this character quit their job and they don't have it anymore, no, no, it's, 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 Pay attention to it's very again, it's, you know, 
I'm making it sound so simple, but just pay attention to what it's setting up, what common themes you're seeing episode by episode, right? Like, hey, if, you're, if you care so much about story, then try to pay attention to something that's being set up, that's having context slowly added to it. And then there are major turns with it too, right? Like just, there is a story for you. You just need to pay attention. You just need to like look at it in a different perspective. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to add on to this first point before we go into the next one? Uh, no, I don't think there's anything else. Okay. All right. So I think we can go into the second point, which was season one is not a slow burn. I kind of, I've seen this where people describe the first couple of episodes as it, it takes some time to pick up and then once you get to toe tax or prison break is when the show starts to pick up, at least in season one. And what I personally, I understand some people are kind of, are kind of telling people to just kind of like strap in just for a little bit longer and then you'll be rewarded. I understand like the positive intentions people have when they say that, but it also kind of carries the negative connotation that the show is just spinning its wheels until X amount of episodes. And I feel like whoever's listening to this, you've kind of seen it too, just because you're probably more like, you're looking into like the fandom discussion a bit more than general audience. And you might be thinking, what is the alternative then? What do I say instead? Well, I'm just, let me just pull up the episode list for season one. So at least for the first couple of episodes, like Anor Beast, Best Franz, King Crazy, Flood, Sweat, and Tears, Hopluck, Stake Out, like so on and so forth, like up until, I guess up until girl time, you can argue that these first episodes are Anne getting acquainted with the Planner family and sort of becoming a part of their family. Now, whether or not this is interesting to a certain viewer or a certain type of viewer is debatable and completely subjective. But if you can at least point out that, oh, okay, the show is taking its time here to actually get Anne accustomed to the world, how she's living in it. It's not this, it's not like a sudden drop where just because Amphibia wouldn't be a good story if Anne was living a certain way on Earth, dropped into Amphibia, and was still able to live that live the same way she did on Earth in Amphibia with no sort of change. That kind of defeats the whole purpose of the series. So you need to have Anne sort of 
try and recreate a part for home life in Amphibia and fail. And sort of try and have to relearn what she has to do. And that, in part, kind of makes her grow as a character. And you need to have that as early on in the season as possible. Just to show the growth she has before you start throwing larger threats at her. Like, it wouldn't make sense to... Like, there's a reason why it took so long for Anne to actually go up against an antagonist such as, like, the Toad, such as Bog. Because if you just go to that straight in, like, episode 2, I mean, sure, if, if another show kind of did this, that's fine. But what makes Amphibia un unique is that, or not unique, but what makes Amphibia a strong story is that it builds up to that moment where... And like Anne and the planners are kind of a lot of their stories take place like on the property or out in the forest. And it's like very much just working off the cast, establishing that foundation that needs to happen because like it wouldn't be as rewarding once you get to the end of the series when they when they split apart. And going back to the point about this not being a slow burn is that you look at Anner Beast, that's the introduction episode. That, that's that's the series premiere. Best Franz is establishing the Anne Sprig dynamic. King Crazy, that's like the kids in Hop Hop or Anne with Anne uh, having conflict with Hop Hop. Flood Sweater Tears, conflict between Anne and Sprig. Which we really don't get that often. So, like an episode like Flood Sweater Tears this early in season, I think is is justified. Hoplock, that's the like the like that's like a cast episode where all four characters are kind of like working off one each other, one another. Stakeout, Anne and Hop Hop conflict. King Crazy, that's more about Anne hanging out with the kids and them getting like Polly like getting a bit closer to Anne and. Starting to warm up to her. Uh, stakeout is more of the Anne versus Hop Up kind of like conflict. Domino effect. Anne's, Anne's obviously homesick. Tries to recreate part of her home life here. Doesn't work out well. Taking charge, another ensemble cast episode. Except... Hopluck, everyone was kind of on the same page following Anne's lead. Taking charge more of all the cast members are kind of at odds with each other for different reasons. Suspicion Island in this case. Antheft Auto and Breakout Star. So Breakout Star specifically, that's more of... Well, Antheft Auto and learning to drive Bessie. That becomes relevant in Season 2. Breakout Star. This is Anne's kind of first interaction with the town in terms of how they how their opinion of her affects her Sprig versus Hop Hop this is like interplanter dynamic slash conflict without Anne kind of being the catalyst for that girl time uh, 
needing an actual segment between Anne and Polly to actually interact. Dating season. I mean, come on, it's right, it's cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. But Anne versus Wild, like, just listen to the Anne versus Wild recording. I, I kind of go. <laughs> I, I don't want to spend like two minutes talking about it. <laughs> So I, I feel like I kind of like I went up to seven episodes. Like the point is that like there's something. Did I even talk about Lily Pad Thai? Because that's another. If you skip Lily Pad Thai, like, don't. <laughs> like, you are not an amphibia fan. I'm sorry. I I don't like gate. It's gate. It's gatekeeping. Yeah, I have nothing else to say. That it's gatekeeping. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's, it's valid. It, 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 I think I think it's valid. I think, I think it's like one of the few episodes where it's like no. it, uh, it's one of the few, it's one of the few episodes where gatekeeping is allowed. Yeah, like you want to learn about a character, like here's an episode where the character tells you about themselves and where they come from. Come on, it's it's yeah, it's <laughs> like. I'm going off a little bit of a tangent, but, like, imagine this was, like, a fa- like a, a fantasy series, like, imagine Anne was from, like, a fantasy world, and Anne was talking about, oh, I'm from, like, the kingdom of, of Amphiboland, and in my, our culture, this is the, we use the bushwhack stick to cook the bog water fire as a sacrifice to the uh, elder god like people would be th- people wouldn't think it's filler people would think oh this is the lore about the world <laughs> like it's like this is an actual culture like and it's part of your character it's 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 relevant <laughs> like yeah I, i'm i'm done with that tangent but it's <laughs> this I just want like, oh, it, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I need time to think a little bit more. <laughs> no, uh, it, 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 it's like, like gatekeeping is wrong, but it's like, if it's this episode, like this is like the cultural identity of the show. Like it's like it, like it's backbone. Like how dare you? Like, how dare yeah, like this whole like, like series was inspired by Matt's trips to Thailand. Like this is like yeah. this episode is like it's core of like a I don't want to say meta. It's like this episode's kind of like a gateway to understanding like how Matt conceptualized this like entire series. Literally. Like <laughs> his like his culture is literally foundational like his experience with culture is foundational to this show like like it, it feels it feels not only wrong but also just insensitive in a lot of ways to like hand wave this episode like like i i i would normally not want to gatekeep anyone but yeah, nah 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 if you do that you're gonna shove the locker like you deserve to get shoved in a locker <laughs> yeah and then to kind of be brief about the rest of the season, we've kind of seen it now by 
by season three, like almost everything in season one is kind of like brought up again, whether it's like the characters or the cast or like locations and just like the general like connections that Anne like had with these different characters coming back in the finale is important. And when you, if you look at it by an episode, like by a segment by segment basis and seeing like which, what's relevant about this episode in the end or what, if the series revisits these episodes, what's it about? You'd be surprised to see like how much of it has actually like actually culminates by the end of the series. And, yeah. Literally. Yeah, that's all I kind of had for that second point. Um Can I can I go into the third point? Oh, go ahead. Okay. The third point's very it's a lot more straightforward than the other two. It's basically don't say filler. And what I what we mean by that is just don't use the word at all. Like, you'll have someone... You'll, you'll have someone bring it up that season one, there's filler. They don't mean it, and they're not being insulting about it, so don't... I've seen people kind of reply with, like, oh, it's not filler. Like, that's fine. Just don't be too, like... Annoying about it. <laughs> I I know, but it, it does have it does have its advantages because throughout the years, it's nice to have someone like Matt, people who work on the show, being very against that idea, because when you have like the creator of the show themselves saying that, then a lot of the fans are gonna be exposed to that kind of. analysis or idea and it's much easier for like fans to kind of parrot that information down so when we yeah. say when we say don't say filler it's like you don't want to give if you're in like a discussion with someone if they're saying this is filler and you say, no, this is not filler because blah, 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 you're kind of, you don't want to argue with them because then you're making the comp the, the conversation about whether something is filler or not. And if you just like, if you skip that word and go into your, your points or your, your thoughts about the show, I think that's a better way of, getting your point across and like being more reasonable, but then also kind of eliminating the word from, I guess, vocabulary, this vocabulary that we have, that we have online about like all these discussions. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, because it's like, Again, yeah, because I think I 100% agree. Because it, it's it's like acknowledging that word is acknowledging that fixed mindset of 
story can only be made up of dramatic status quo changes, right? Like you can't explore something, you can't add context to something, you can't like you can't simply just do something because of the vibe, right? Like it, it's like using the F word. I'm not going to say anymore. Using the F word, it's like it's again, yeah, it's limiting story, and that's just not good. Like it's ignoring the fact that these are emotional pieces that capture reality, right? Like you can't do that. Like you, you, you cannot, you cannot use that word to simply insult anything that does not fit your criteria for what a story is. Like it, it, it's just not valid. And yeah, not how, yeah. Honestly, it seems like a barbarian tactic, but like I say, yeah, definitely is just you know, it's if you really care, if you, if you really do want better conversations around media like this, then yeah, definitely just like. I don't, yeah, try different workarounds instead of just going like, oh, no, 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 I promise this is a filler. This is extra super relevant to the plot. Like, no, 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 no. Like, let's let's not talk about that. No. Like, it's, again. And yeah, like, and, uh, and Nick, the, 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 the way you, oh, sorry, sorry, Nick, go ahead. No, 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 you, you got it. No, because yeah. I was just going to say, the way you kind of, like, phrased the example you kind of used, like, oh, this isn't filler, it's relevant to the plot. It's, like, kind of, like, Because maybe because we've seen that, like we've seen that kind of discussion so often, it feels kind of like desperate. We're yeah. saying like you're like, no, I swear it gets better. Like <laughs> if if yeah. you just avoid kind of like rebutting, well, okay, actually no, you still have to rebuttal, but yeah, just like, just avoiding the word filler, I feel like makes you more. Like sophisticated, <laughs> yeah. And it's so it's so weird talking about like kind of like language, like the the language surrounding actually having a conversation about the show. But it does play like a really big part. Yeah, in... yeah it really does. Yeah, and especially because like this is like an international community. So everyone like English isn't everyone's first language. So if you're discussing this in another language or in, in your second language, like having like, I think everyone's a lot more familiar with the word filler. So kind of like when, when you see that word, it kind of carries more weight than it deserves. Hmm. Well, okay, that, that, that's okay. I never thought that was that's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's definitely a weird word. I think like honestly, I was I wish I had something to add to your point there. Like I, I never is that something you just came up with for? Yeah, I just, I just came up with it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's definitely interesting though. Is it because it's like like it's not your it's not your original language and it's like such a like almost like a buzzword, I guess, right? Like, you just feel it has more importance than it actually does. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it definitely is oh, a buzzword. I, I, I really wish I had something for it. I really, I really, I really wish I had something for it. <laughs> like, like an alternative? Oh, no, I didn't mean just, like, like something I could add on that. I think that's, like, a super interesting point. Like, I never thought about how, like, like not, not like a language barrier, but I never thought about how, like, someone just trying to become accustomed to a language will end up putting, like, extra stock and like certain words just because they're not, they're not familiar for it. Like I 
Never thought about that. There's all supposed to be in the Phantom context. And I just think, in regards to season one, like, like arguably, like season one is the most kind of difficult season to talk about in terms of like thematic relevance because it's the foundation. So it's not because. It's sort of everything culminates in season three. Everyone's going to be compelled to talk about season three and then call back to season one. You don't really see people calling back, like starting with season one and then. Actually, I do see people. They'll make a point about season three, call back to season one. And then I'll see people talk about season one and then call back to season three or refer to season three. And I feel like more. I've seen more people sort of discuss season three and then call back to season one because season one's not the stronger season to them. But I feel like if you talk about if you talk about why you like the show and you start with season one and then you lead into season three that's a better way to sort of get people to watch the show. Like, obviously, like, if you've already seen the show and you're just, like, discussing it, then it's a lot easier just to talk about season three because, like, everyone... You're assuming that the person you're talking to already know already knows what happens, so you don't need to worry about spoilers. But I, I do understand that season one on its own if you want to kind of def if you want to sort of defend it or justify its importance you, you you do need to bring up those other seasons so i just think that these points could go a long way to sort of help people like set the i guess like you said nick the first point like like it sets up everyone's sort of critiques and gets everyone on the same yeah. page before you sort of sort of go go on with discussing the show. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, man, yeah, because I mean, yeah, it was the more I think about it, it because I mean, especially for like you know older people, I mean, they 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 want to find meaning in like the art they consume, and I think like yeah. I think, you know, if you're a fan of this podcast, you've seen, God, you know, we spent hundreds of hours just, you know, breaking down the meanings we've found and like, you know, the season structure, the season structures, it, 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 it's characters, like the specific choices they make per episode, how they you know, set up everything. It's just, just everything, like there's meaning behind so much of the show. So I feel like, yeah, just prepping people not only discuss the show in that way, but also just to think about the show in that way, it will, because again, you know, we've seen this happen so many times with Phantom, right? Like they make a stand of season one, right? They're like, okay, you know, that was all right. Um, Toad Tax and Prison Break, and we knew they were really good, but it took too long to get there. And then we watch season one, and then they're like, okay, wow, actually, 
there's so much development packed for these episodes. There's so much meaning. They actually had a huge idea of what they wanted from the show from the get go, right? Like you, you, it's that meaning. Like it's that meaning. And if you're, and I think a lot of people they don't they struggle to immediately find that meaning in the show because it's just atypical of what they're used to, right? Like it's it's just it's just different. Like it's just different. So they don't really bother trying to look at it look at a video of its own point of view. So I think like, yeah, these points are there's just an excellent way to actually go through. All right. Thank you, Nick. I think we can kind of wrap up this recording. Uh, All right. Thank you guys for listening. See you guys next time. Say goodbye, Nick. See ya. See ya.